What if you sign up for a yoga teacher training, you get into it, you're excited, you really want to learn, you love learning yoga, you pick the teacher that you know and trust, you use my previous podcast where I showed you suggestions of how to pick a teacher training, you picked one you like, and it's terrible. And it's disappointing, it's disorganized, you're not learning, it seems like they're just making it up as they go. What do you do? How do you salvage this experience? In this episode today, I'm going to answer this exact question, and it's based on a student who reached out. You know who you are, so thank you for reaching out, and I'm going to address your specific concerns and questions, and I'm sure many people have experienced this and had similar questions. Me, personally, I've been a part of trainings that were disappointing and not what I expected, and I didn't learn as much as I hoped. So what can you do? I'm going to share eight suggestions of how to make the most of this potentially bad experience and hopefully get your money's worth or even get your money back if you need to. So my name is Jeremy Devins. This is the Yoga Teacher Training Podcast. And if you're new to me, I've been a part of countless teacher trainings as a student and a teacher. And I teach my own online yoga teacher training, which will be opening very soon in September 2020. So I'll be announcing more about that as the weeks come ahead. But if you're interested, send me a message at jeremy.quietmind on Instagram or email me jeremy at quietmind.yoga. I can give you all the details about it, but I will be sharing more and more as the weeks come over the next several weeks, especially on this podcast and my other podcast, the Quiet Mind Yoga Podcast, which is weekly practices. So if you want to do your practice, you can listen to those audio classes anytime, anywhere for free. So let's talk about this today. This is a really important topic. There's a big major issue among yoga in general is that teachers almost never get negative feedback or constructive criticism. So the first thing I want to suggest to you, if you're a student and you're in a teacher training and it's disappointing and it's disorganized and it's not, you don't feel like you're getting your money's worth or your time worth, you got to tell the teacher. You got to give them honest feedback and let them know that you're not learning, you're not picking it up. And you know, of course, be kind, be open to maybe they're stressed out, maybe they're overwhelmed, maybe whatever is happening in their life that led to this situation, there might be some rational explanation, or maybe they're just not experienced, or who knows what the circumstances are. But if you like the teacher and you chose this teacher training because you liked them and you thought you had something to learn from them, let them know that. Let them know that, you know, this is why I signed up and, you know, I feel like I'd like to learn more about X, Y, or Z. Or point out what you really liked so far in the training. Or I liked how you did this. Could we do more of that? That was really helpful for me and I really understood what we were learning. Uh, but this other stuff was difficult for me and I, I feel like I have a lot more to learn and I feel like we could clarify things more. So is there anything you could do to uh, go more in depth in that or give us further explanation in that topic of anatomy or uh, kinesiology or whatever or, or if there's no anatomy it's like uh, is there some resource that you could recommend where i can learn anatomy better because i want to learn that or philosophy or whatever it is right or there's a reading plan it's like okay there's like six required reading books uh, can you give us maybe a plan of like how to read it or like what you want us to uh, learn from this or a summary or certain chapters Right. Because if you just say, okay, here's six books that's required reading, go read, you know, that's, I, I'm not sure what to do with that. Like, I don't know what to start with. It seems like overwhelming. Right. And give them this feedback. They need to know this stuff or they're not going to improve. Uh, and future students need to know this stuff. Right. You're helping future students and you're helping yourself and you're helping the teacher grow. 
And uh, I've received criticism and feedback before, and it's been some of the most helpful stuff for me. One time when I was teaching something for one of my mentors, it was kind of intimidating early on, something for a mentor. And my breath count, when I, the way I taught, I would say, you know, let's stay here for five breaths. But we'd actually only stay for like enough time to do two or three breaths. And at the end of the class, someone came up and said, you know, can I give you some criticism? And I was like, yeah, absolutely. And she said that. And uh, it kind of stung. You know, I was like, oh, wow. Yeah, I definitely um, see how that I messed that up. Uh, but I've never done it again since. And I, I completely changed the way I talk about breathing in classes because of that. And I'll, now, you, if you've been to any of my classes, you hear me say, hold and breathe here. And I don't say breathe here for five breaths because everyone's breath rate is going to be different, right? So little things like that, uh, it, and that person didn't have to go out of their way to say that. And if they never said that, I might still be teaching that same way and uh, making that same mistake. And students would be feeling, you know, not heard, not understood, that I'm doing a poor job and just not come back. And I don't know, and, and I don't get to grow and learn. So give your teacher this opportunity to learn and grow. And it helps support future students and hopefully can help salvage your training. So that's the first thing. Give your teacher honest real feedback. They need to hear these things and that's the only way they can improve. If they're not open to hearing it, then definitely work on getting your money back. That will be the last thing I suggest. But uh, if they're not open to feedback and they're just going to defend themselves and criticize you or something like this, you know, that's a big red flag. So probably don't want to keep working with that teacher. Next thing. So first thing is give honest feedback. The second suggestion I have for you is to just set your expectations. And know that yoga teacher training is challenging. It's a transformational process. Everyone who starts it starts out one place, ends up in another place. And often in the middle of the training is the most difficult part where you're processing all this information you've learned. You're, you've changed your practice. You've changed your life. You've reformed your life around this new part of yourself that is a yoga teacher. Whether you become a teacher or not, you're learning all these new skills and you're changing, it's a major transformation. So that can't be underestimated and underappreciated and undervalued. It's really important to acknowledge that you're going through a major transformation. In the middle of a teacher training is often where people have the most struggle, most challenge, most resistance, most confusion, most doubt. You know, should I even keep doing this? Should I just quit? Everybody goes through that. Everybody, to some degree, has these doubts and fears. Am I a good enough teacher? Why am I even doing this? There's so many people better than me. You know, all these doubts come up. It's totally normal. I'm just going to totally normalize that. And that's something you can expect in your teacher training, that it will be difficult. So if that's part of your experience, no matter how good your teacher is, you're going to have these doubts of like, wow, there's so much I don't know. Am I ready? You know, all these things are going to come up. So just acknowledge that. Know that's part of the process. And know that by the end of it, you're probably not going to know everything either. <laughs> you're, you're really just going to know a lot more that you don't know. You're going to know a lot that you can continue to improve. And the training is to give you the skills and the resources to say, okay, this is what you're learning, how you're learning it, what to focus on. But now you've got to apply it and you've got to go forth and continue to practice it. And if you teach it, that's one of the best ways to learn. Like really, if you want to be a good student, if you want to know yoga, teaching it is the best way to really solidify like what it is that you know and put it into your own words. Now, that's one of the best ways to learn any topic when you have to put it into your own words. And then when you have to share it with someone else, like that's when you really, really get it. So know that during your teacher training, 
you might not feel like you quite got it yet. And you'll, you'll feel like, okay, I kind of get this idea and that idea, but I'm not sure if it all fits together. It all makes sense quite yet, but you can expect no matter what the training is, if you're learning a new skill and you're going to teach that skill, you're not really going to fully get it until you've started teaching it. And this is why in my teacher training, actually teaching is a huge part of it, more so than most trainings. I think that's a real big component. So if you're in a teacher training and it's all lecture, and I've been in many of these as well, where it's incredible how much time you just spend sitting and being lectured to and learning things and taking on information. It's good to do that. It's good to learn. It's good to be a sponge. But again, you don't fully get it until you've processed it in your own words and then shared it. And that's a really important factor. So if that's not built into your training, you can build that into your training yourself and make it part of your own personal practice. And what I suggest to start is one time a week you teach, at least one time a week you're teaching. And that can be to a friend, a partner, a family member, uh, a partner. How many partners do you have? <laughs> your partner, if you have a partner, to that person, uh, if you're going on dates, it's a good little date adventure, maybe you teach them yoga. Uh, but because this could be online too, just a 10 minute video to put on YouTube. Never too soon to start putting content out of just sharing your process. Even if it's like, you know what, I'm learning, I don't know everything I'm doing, but I'm going to share anyway. And inevitably, somebody will find that and be like, that was really sincere and sweet, and I appreciate it, and it helped me. And even though you're not, you know, the world's most experienced expert teacher, just moving your body and being guided like that helped me relax or helped me release tension. So never underestimate how much you have to offer and know that uh, that's, that can be part of your process of, of just finding a way to, to give back, right? The sooner you start doing that, learning information and then sharing it, the sooner you start sharing it, it's the more you're going to really get what you're learning and understand and process it all. So that's number two is having clear expectations, right? You're not going to learn everything in the training. You're not going to know everything by the end. You're not going to be the best teacher in the world, <laughs> but you will have at least enough to, to share something. And the sooner you start sharing something, the more you'll realize that you know and the more confident you'll get. So the confidence does not come from just learning information. It comes from your application of that information you learned. And if a teacher training uh, doesn't have that built in where you're getting to teach regularly, create it yourself at least once a week. All right, so that's number two. Number three is just to ask your teacher for clarification, right? So just like, you know, could you clarify this thing or could you tell us more about that? And I kind of talked about this already, but uh, just as things keep going, right? So say you've given them your feedback. You said, you know, that wasn't quite working. Could we do more of this? As you keep going, ask for more clarification. At the moment that you think like, oh, wow, that wasn't clear. I'm, why are we doing this? Ask them for clarification. And if you really don't like their response or why they're doing things, it doesn't seem relevant to you. Again, this might be a red flag to say, you know, maybe this is, isn't the training for you. Number four, this is a big one. Connect with a peer, have a yoga buddy, an accountability buddy, somebody who's like your ally and partner and somebody you can turn to a lot throughout the training to say, you know, uh, that part about uh, the Bhagavad Gita wasn't quite clear. Uh, do you want to talk on like Tuesday at three? We can kind of talk through that lesson and, you know, kind of bounce ideas, make sure we're understanding it and, and see uh, if it makes sense to us. Like that kind of stuff is really, really valuable. 
finding ways to connect with a peer, have a, bar, a buddy, and it could be a group. It could be a couple people, but at least one person that you're in this together and they're with you. And uh, as things come up and you want to practice teaching, practice teaching with your buddy. Uh, if you want to clarify something that you're not sure about and the teacher didn't give clarification, go do some research, hit the Google button and search things online and, and look up the chakras, look up the Bhagavad Gita. There's incredible, immense, valuable resources online that wasn't there when I was doing my teacher training. So take advantage of it. It's a really, really good resource. There's so many good blogs and articles and websites about all things to do with yoga at this point. And there's podcasts now and YouTube, so it's abundant. And if the, your teacher isn't clarifying it the way you want to hear it or the way it makes sense to you, uh, you can search, use these resources online, but even better is to do it with this partner of saying like, hey, let's let's have a time uh, every week where we just kind of do a lab or we do uh, this self-study or this exploration together where we, we get on Google and, and start searching stuff. And you don't even need to have it any more structured than that, right? You could just follow the curriculum of the course. Maybe this week we're talking about anatomy. So we just hop on Google and start looking up anatomy videos and start learning stuff and maybe get an anatomy app. I really like the complete anatomy app, right? So something like this, where you're bouncing ideas, you're in it together, uh, you're learning together, and you're just kind of using the structure of the training as an impetus to know where to look, of what to focus on, what to explore with your partner. And if you can set a weekly time to meet with them, even better. So, so it's like every Tuesday at three, we get on a Zoom and we just start working together. And it's gonna be different every week, but we have that time that's just there for us to study. Number five is reorganize the information. And this is something that I do in every training that I'm a part of that I'm a student in. And I am always a student. I've never stopped being a student since 2011 when I signed up for my first teacher training. And all things ancillary to yoga, not directly yoga, but always something I'm learning. Lately, it's more to do with like growing my business and expanding my online business, things like this. So it's never uh, a stopping point, really. If, you're, if you like to learn, if you're like me, like you love to learn stuff and constantly grow and expand, it's important to keep doing that, I think, as a teacher, to learn new skills and new perspectives on all aspects of yoga, from the philosophy, anatomy, business. But while you're learning, you've got your own idiosyncratic ways of taking on information, and I do mine. And I like spreadsheets, and I like to write out all the lessons and then write out all my notes inside those spreadsheets. Maybe you like to do paper notes. Maybe you like to do charts or graphs or whatever, drawings. You've got a way that you learn best. Maybe it's just auditory and you love to listen to the lessons. And if your teacher training is not recorded, record it. Just if it happens to be all online, hit record on your phone. If you're in person, just have your phone out, hit record and re do a voice memo. I've done that before and you can go back and listen to it. I think it's really one of the best ways to learn if you repeat information many times. So having some sort of recording is very important. That's the main reason I did my teacher trainings online before the pandemic, just having it all be recorded. So if you have to travel or miss a class or whatever, you've got that recording. And for me, when I first started learning yoga, I, I really got it when I rewatched this certain teacher's videos over and over again, back in the dark ages of 2010, when there wasn't much yoga videos out there. There was a certain teacher I really liked and I just watched all of her videos over and over and over again daily until I could repeat them without watching them. And that kind of 
uh, consuming and uh, remembering and repeating information can be really helpful if that's the way that you learn best. Or again, if it's like a spreadsheet or notes, whatever it is, find your idiosyncratic way that you like to learn best. Maybe it's going for walks, listening to lectures. Whatever it is, find that way and reorganize the information in a way that makes sense to you. It could be bullet points, could be spreadsheets, whatever it is. I always do that and that always makes so much more sense to me because I can see the big picture. I can see it all laid out in front of me. So that's number five, reorganize the information. Number six, this is kind of similar to what I already said, but make your own plan and schedule for the training. So let's say part of your homework is to read 30 minutes or, or 30 pages out of a book each week. So when are you going to do that? All right, you've got to schedule these things. And if you don't like the rigid schedule, that's fine. You can do it all dynamic and fluid and intuitively, totally fine. Uh, whatever works for you. But I do encourage having some sort of regularity. Again, this could be with a partner, say like every Sunday at six, we're going to get on a Zoom and do our reading together. All right, so you make your own schedule. If it's not already built into the training, you create that and you create that structure uh, and make it make the most of it as best you can. Say you've got to teach, you know, uh, a 30 minute sequence uh, as part of your training. When are you going to do that? Schedule it on your calendar and have accountability. Use your yoga buddy to say like, hey, this is when I'm going to do my thing. You know, when are you going to do your thing? Let's uh, check in on each other, make sure we do our things, right? Something like this, really simple, but put it into your own structure and then make your own plan about things and really make it your own because no matter how good the training is, you're going to have your idiosyncratic ways of learning and things that work best for you. And my students do this. And I have uh, certain students, there's a certain company where some of my students have come from where they, they happen to think similarly. And they're, they're very, very good with spreadsheets and very good at putting information into their own sort of structure. And they do very, very well with that, even more than following my structure. And I totally encourage that because we all have our own ways of learning best. So find your way. And if you're not sure, try some things and stick with that. And if it needs to keep changing, keep changing. But just make sure that you are directing your education. And you're saying like, okay, I hear what she's saying here. I'm going to take these notes and I'm going to find my own way to process this and sort of see where it all fits together. In my first teacher training, uh, one of the things I did was there's like a study guide. So we had the study guide for our final exam. And I recreated that whole study guide in my own words and uh, found my own answers for it and basically went through the book and created a whole bunch of notes based on everything. So I created this like 50 page document of like my own sort of interpretation of the teacher training. And I encourage that. If you ever think you possibly might maybe become a yoga teacher trainer yourself, it's a good place to start of just having that sort of foundation of like, how do they structure this and kind of put it all into your own words and your own process. So that's number six. Number seven is follow other teachers to gain perspective. So if you're just doing this training with one lead teacher or a couple of teachers, you're going to hear everything about their philosophy and their insights and perspective. And if you really like it, awesome. That's probably all you need, right? That's my first trainer, my first teacher. I just loved everything about her approach. I didn't really want to learn from other people at the time. I just wanted to hear her perspective because I loved it and wanted more. So if that's your case, perfect. You don't need this step. But it is always good to have other perspectives because other teachers are going to notice different things, right? We all have our own unique life experience and perspectives. And as you hear different people describe how to get into bound angle pose or 
or what the anatomy is, what, what's happening in the body in triangle pose, right? A lot of people are going to have different ways of approaching that and different perspectives. And for me, it's like, I've just picked up like, okay, my teacher Libby said this thing this way. And Jen said this thing this way. And Sarah said this, right? And that just kind of everything I teach for a long time earlier on, it was just a, an amalgamation of like this teacher plus that teacher plus that teacher. If you copy from one person, it's stealing. If you copy from three or more people, it's just research, right? So getting more perspectives and doing more research, getting more people's ideas, putting it all together into your own voice. That's how you start to find your voice as well. Earlier on, like you're not just going to, you know, take your first training and then teach your first class. And it's like, wow, that's so unique and different. And like, so you, it's just going to be copying everything you've heard before for a while. That's okay. I think that's hundred percent recommended even to copy what you like from people you like, but then eventually you'll pick up like, oh, wow, I noticed this little thing and I'm going to start teaching it that way. And then you find your own voice. But earlier on, you're going to copy a lot and that's okay. And that's to be expected. But if you, if you like your teacher and you just like their approach and they've got a really nice, well-rounded approach to teaching, that's fine. Stay with them. But again, if you're not happy with your training, you're disappointed, you're feeling like they're kind of disorganized, you don't quite like the way they teach exactly look to other teachers, get some other perspectives, know it's not the end of the world and that you're going to keep learning and growing as you go anyway. So it's good to keep branching out. And every time you go to a new class, you're going to learn something new and sometimes what not to do. So it's good to keep learning and exploring, keep branching out, especially earlier on. Keep trying different teachers, find what you like, find what you don't like, and that's going to shape who you are as a teacher and help you get the most out of your training as well, because you're going to hear other people talk about yoga philosophy or the yamas and niyamas or the how to do a certain posture. And it's going to be different than your lead, lead trainer and your teacher training. And it'll just give you more depth and perspective of why your lead trainer said it that way versus any other way. And you're just going to help, it's going to help you understand everything about yoga much more can't recommend that enough the more experience you get earlier on the better as a student the more experience as a student the better and then the more experience as a teacher the better especially once you finish your teacher training then really the the big goal is getting a lot of experience teaching but even while you're in it getting at least once a week teaching is very important and then finally the last suggestion if all else fails ask for a refund and, you know, if check the refund policy, if, if you signed up and you realize, oh, I passed the window when I can get a refund, see if there's something they can do. Like, could we transfer my, you know, remaining balance to something else? Is there something we can do here? Uh, you know, if you really don't like it, uh, I, I would recommend just finding some way out of it. It's just transferring it, transferring it or doing something else with your investment. Uh, maybe you get private sessions from them or, or whatever it is. See what's possible, but if you miss the the refund window, then you know that's you know there's not much you can do about that. You check their policies, make sure that you saw that, and that's it. Uh, and you know, let them get your feedback. Let them know why you want a refund, why you're unsatisfied, why you're disappointed in the training, what you hoped it could be, what you really like about them, why you thought it would be a good training, and what you think they can improve next time. Or if there's some way, maybe that you could go through a future training. Like, okay, you know this was just not organized. I didn't like the way you structured the information, but I do like you and I do want to work with you. Is there a way that like you kind of restructure things a little bit? 
and if you do it again, like, you know, could I sign up again and go through it again? Because I feel like I'm really not getting my value out of this and I want to, and I want to support you. And, uh, you know, there's something like this, have a real conversation about it and, and find a way to address the issue and hopefully, uh, you know, make the most of the situation. And all else fails, you, you could take another training. Because again, like I've said, I've been a student nonstop since my first training. If I just stopped on my first training, I would know about a tenth of what I know now as a teacher and as a student, as somebody just living in a human body of knowing how to work with issues and injuries and challenges and tensions and pains. Uh, I feel immensely more confident now than I did after my first training. And it's been countless times, maybe every year this happens where I'm just like, wow, I thought I knew so much. And now I realize that I didn't really know anything. And I know so much more now. And those sort of realizations have happened many times since my first training. So you can expect that, you know, that you're going to have those as well as you keep going. And the key with that is that you continue to be a student, continue to be open to learning new things, continue to try new things, and continue to take future trainings with other teachers that you like, other styles you like, other aspects you like. Do stuff like a personal trainer certification with NASM. I, I really liked their program or a 10-day Vipassana meditation. You know, there's so many directions you could go. Find what you are really interested in. Maybe it's working with seniors. Maybe it's chair yoga. Uh, maybe it's something else. But continue your education. You know, if you can get a refund, great. If you can't get a refund, fine. Just continue your education. Take this as a learning experience, right? You either succeed or you learn. There's no losing. There's no loss here. Uh, as a learning experience, that investment helped you become a much, much, much better teacher because you know what you don't want to do now and you can apply that to your future teachings and it'll make you a much better teacher. I've been to so many classes where I'm just like, wow, why are they doing that? That is dangerous or that is terrible sequencing. It's going to create imbalances. It's going to cause more pain for this person, et cetera, et cetera. And every time I do that, I become more... Uh, solid in myself to say, you know, I will never do that. And I know that doesn't work and I'm not going to do that to my students. And then without even really knowing it, your future students will get the benefit of that. And they'll just be like, wow, this teacher knew exactly what I needed and they addressed my needs. And a lot of times that comes from your own sort of learning experiences. Again, it's not a loss. It's a learning experience to say, you know, all right, I put down a couple grand here and I, I learned very clearly what I don't want to do as a teacher and what I don't want in a teacher training. And that is a lesson well-earned and well-learned, and you won't have to make that mistake again in the future. And hopefully help your students avoid that mistake, and it gives you more value to provide to yourself and to others. So I hope this got, gave you some insight and perspective and uh, some things you can do to salvage your teacher training. I know it's disappointing. I know it's disheartening. You really want to do this. You want to learn and it's not what you expected, but you can make the most of it and know that it's just part of the process. And, uh, you know, if you can get your money back, great. And hopefully you reinvest in a training you really do like, but if not continue to invest in yourself, continue to study and learn and grow, have a partner, and you don't even need to spend more money necessarily to keep learning and growing. Keep following these podcasts. There's so many great yoga podcasts and blogs and websites now Use these resources, just keep learning and growing. Never stop learning and growing and you will never stop having value to provide to others. And that's what we do as teachers. We help others. We go through our own personal transformation so we can help facilitate transformation for others. It's life-changing work. It's healing work. It's incredible 
even life-saving work in many cases. I've I've gotten many messages that say just that, and I'm incredibly honored for that. And even for myself, I don't know who I would be without yoga. Got me out of depression, got me through some major life changes, and I've had terrible classes. I've been to terrible classes. I've been part of a teacher training that I didn't like. I didn't like the way the teacher structured it. I dropped out of that teacher training. All right, I lost my investment. But I move on. I keep learning, keep growing, and you can do it too. And because you're dedicated to this, you'll become better, and your students will benefit from it. So thank you for taking the time to listen to this podcast. If you found it helpful, please leave a star rating and review an Apple podcast. That means a lot to sharing this podcast. Share it with a friend. Share it with people in your teacher training. Let them know there's this incredible free resource. So this guy just talking about yoga all the time. <laughs> it's a lot of stuff that I wish I had in my teacher training that I wish existed. So I'm sharing it with you so you have it now and get an immense head start. Wow, I wish this stuff existed in my training. It would have helped me a lot. So I hope it helps you. And if it does, I'd love to hear from you. Send me a message at jeremy.quietmind. And stay tuned for future episodes over the next month where I'm going to be talking about my teacher training, what you can expect, and some highlights from it. So if you have any questions about my teacher training, which is coming up in early September 2020, all online, I'd love to hear jeremy at quietmind.yoga and on Instagram at jeremy.quietmind. All right. Thank you for listening and have a great rest of your day.